King James Version here. Uh, there are times we read it from a different translation, but I want to read from Jeremiah, if you will, beginning with verse 4. And the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. And before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee. I ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. Then said I, our Lord God, this is, I, this is Jeremiah speaking, Behold, I cannot speak, for I am a child. But the Lord said unto me, Say not, I am a child, for thou shalt go to all that I shall send thee. And whatsoever I command thee, thou shalt speak. Be not afraid of their faces, for I am with thee to deliver thee, saith the Lord. Then the Lord put forth his hand and touched my mouth. And the Lord said unto me, Behold, I have put my words in thy mouth. Verse 10. See, I have this day set thee over the nations and over the kingdoms to root out, to pull down, and to destroy and to throw down, to build, and to plant. Moreover, the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Jeremiah, what seest thou? And I said, I see a rod of an almond tree. Then said the Lord unto me, Thou hast well seen, for I will hasten my word to perform it. I think I read from the King James, if I'm not mistaken. I don't think there's these and thou's in the New King James. But anyway, uh, then I want to read one more verse of Scripture. It's found in Ephesians 3 and 20. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us. Father, Lord, I thank you for this reading of your word. Hide us behind the middle cross that we will certainly... Speak the words that you have us to speak. And may, dear God, as we plant seed in hearts, may it come to fruition, bring forth much fruit. Touch every family, every home, every individual in this place. We'll praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Last week, we uh, read from Mark chapter 9 and we preached concerning the father that brought his son to Jesus. And, of course, Jesus and Peter, James, and John were on the mountaintop. He was being, Christ was being transfigured. And when they came down, they, they got into this discussion and saw what was happening with this demon-possessed boy. He was a teenager. And we went through that. The father said to Jesus, once he got to speak to him, he said, I brought my son to you, but the disciples could not cast out the demon. And uh, we discussed why, looked at some reasons what, why they were limited. And so this morning what I wanted to do was look at the topic of overcoming limitations. And I want us all to be involved in this sermon, but I want especially the young people to understand because often the devil will come against you in trying to 
convince you that you are limited, that you are uh, fall far short of what God wants you to have. And it can be, and this is for all of us. There is a young man by the name of Nick Vojcic that I want you to take about a minute and 27 seconds. Do we have that ready? And I want you to watch his limitations, and then I want to share some more from the Word of God. a successful nationally known speaker and a loving father and husband who was born with no arms and no legs. If you're alive, you have a gift, the gift of growing. You will get through this. And while Vujicic travels the country now preaching his message of hope and survival, he tells People magazine he almost didn't make it to his 11th birthday. I slid under the water. The only thing that stopped me going through with it was the visual of my parents and my brother crying at my grave. Vujicic says he was bullied as a child, but now he uses that experience to motivate others and help kids around the world going through the same thing. He says the bullying problem has gotten worse since he was a kid and asks, how many more teens need to kill themselves before we realize it's really an epidemic? The secret is not about telling people to stop first. First, you've got to know the beauty of who you are and build your own self-defense system. All these experiences have helped shape the husband and new father who loves surfing and skydiving in his spare time. In his new book, Love Without Limits, Vujicic talks about conquering a new challenge, being a husband to his wife and being a father to his 20-month-old son. Vujicic says the family he enjoys today is a miracle and tells people, I wouldn't change a thing about my life, not one thing. Amen. What an inspiring young man. And he preaches to thousands and tens of thousands. By the way, I would like for everyone to have an outline of the sermon. If you do not have one in your hand, raise your hand and they will make sure that you get an outline. Please, everyone, if you will. You got to understand, he said, Nick said, who you are. And that's what the devil does not want you to understand. And as we look at the introduction, it says Christians today are living in limitations or limitation. The problem is not with our limitations. It is with our thinking and with our believing. That whole text out of John, out of Mark 9 last week was talking, was centered around the disciples thinking and their unbelief. That's where the problem is. The disciples were limited in their ability to cast a demon, cast out a demon because of their unbelief. And we find that in Matthew chapter 7, verse 17. Well, I'll read several. Then Jesus answered, speaking to the disciples, uh, or speaking to the people and the disciples, and said, O faithless and perverse generation, this is after they could not cast the demon out. How long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Bring him here to me. And Jesus rebuked the demon, and it came out of him, and the child was cured from that very hour. Then 19, then the disciples came to Jesus privately and said, Why could we not cast it out? 
So Jesus said to them, because of your unbelief. For surely I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you shall or will say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing, say it with me, nothing will be impossible for you. I believe that. And he is saying here that uh, faith can not only move mountains, but faith can move problems. No matter your, my problem, faith can remove that mountain or remove that problem. Your limitations do not define who you are. Our limitations leads to God's opportunities. I love that. Your, my limitations leads to God's opportunities. God is bigger than all our limitations. Now, we've been on in the book of Mark for the, for, for the whole year of 2015. And one of the things that we have focused on is that Mark wrote to the Gentiles. And he wrote outside of the church, so to speak, or the Jewish national people, the Jews. And he wrote to people that did not understand the law. And yet he was so affected. And what we want to do is to be able to reach outside of these walls and touch people's lives. But we'll never do that as long as we succumb to our limitations. And so that's the reason I want to share this with us today is because I want us to look beyond if there are limitations, and I'll get into that in a moment, look beyond our limitations that we might be able to reach those people that we come in contact with every day. Look at number one, Roman numeral number one. Limitations don't have to limit us. Beethoven, he lost his hearing. Handel's Messiah, George Handel, he had epilepsy and he lost his sight. Lou Ferrigno, am I close? You remember him? Now, you, you younger folks won't know who that is. But he was the Hulk before the Hulk is today. He was the Hulk way back there. And the man that played, the actor of that part, he had a hearing impairment. Helen Keller, she was blind and deaf. Or Roberts stuttered. Mel Tillis, he was a singer, country singer, and he stuttered. Ray Charles, as most of us know, was blind. Stevie Wonder was what? He was blind. Johnny Erickson was paralyzed from the neck down. And someone that wrote somewhat 8,000 hymns, Fanny Crosby, she was blind. But she was skilled on the piano, and she was skilled on the guitar, and she wrote so many songs. So many people, and there are a lot more of those, that have overcome what their, quote, limitations were and were able to be uh, successful in their life. And then those in the Bible that uh, had limitations. Gideon, God came to him and said, I want you to deliver Israel out of the hand of the Midianites. And he said, my clan is the weakest in Manasseh, And he said, I'm the least of my father's house. 
He felt like he couldn't do it. Moses, David, Jabez. Many of us remember uh, just very few verses in First Chronicles about Jabez. Jabez refused to accept the circumstances of life. And he's the one that said, Lord, bless me indeed. He didn't just want to be blessed. He wanted to be blessed indeed. And God richly blessed this man. Jabez wanted more out of life. And he got it because he certainly overcame his limitations. Just read you Jeremiah and then Zacchaeus. Now, three kinds of limitations. First of all, there are real limitations. Some people are really limited. And I'll get into that in just a moment with Zacchaeus. Then there's the limitations that are self-inflicted, and that was Moses. And then there are limitations that others put on us. You might say, Pastor, I have limitations. We all do. All of us have limitations. But then there are limitations that we put on ourselves. The devil will lie to us, try to make us think we can't, and he will try to defeat us. And then there are others that try to put limitations on you. Maybe your father, your mother, your brothers, someone as you were growing up said this, you can't do nothing. Or boy, do you really blow it. Or all kind of limitations that people speak and those things lodge in the mind, in the thinking, and the devil says you can't. And we give in to that And we never reach our potential for the Lord. And what God is saying today, he's saying to every one of us, look beyond whether it's limitations you do have, look beyond the limitations, whether it's those that you put on yourself, or look beyond your limitations, those that others have tried to put on you. Let's look at three men that had limitations. Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus chapter 19, and I want to read this. I just love this scripture. Then Jesus entered and passed through Jericho. Now behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus was a publican. Zacchaeus collected taxes for the Roman government. He was a Jewish man, but he collected taxes, and he was a very, very rich man. He was a chief tax collector, and he was rich. And he sought to see who Jesus was, but could not because of the crowd. For he what? Was a short, he, was a, he was a short man. And he couldn't see over the people. I mean, he couldn't help it because of his stature. He couldn't help it because he was short. I'd like to be 6'3". That's what I'd like to be, but I'm not. I'm 5'8". And you guys, gals... Well, maybe there's some six three six three gals. I don't know. But tall people have limitations too. Amen. He had limitations because he was short, and he couldn't see because he was of short stature. So he ran ahead and climbed up in a sycamore tree to see Jesus or to see him, for he was going to pass that way. Verse five. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and saw him and said to him, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down, for today I must stay at your house. So he made haste and came down 
and received him joyfully. But when they saw it, they all complained, saying, He has gone to be a guest with a man who is a sinner. Notice these last few verses. Then Zacchaeus stood and said to the Lord, Lord, I have, look, Lord, I give half of my goods to the poor. And if I have taken from anyone by false accusation, I restore fourfold. And Jesus said to him, today, Zacchaeus, salvation has come to this house because he also is a son of Abraham. For the son of man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. Zacchaeus could not see Jesus. He wanted to see Jesus, but he had inabilities. Notice what he did. Notice, first of all, he ran. He knew where he was going to go. I don't know how he knew it. But he made haste. He ran to find a place to where he could have an encounter with Jesus Christ. This was obstacles which he had no control over whatsoever. And we can fold our hands and sit down because of the circumstances, because of the obstacles that hinder us from being what we need to be with Jesus. But he did not do it. He didn't say, oh boy, I wish I'd been born taller. Oh boy, I wish this crowd was not here. He didn't complain. He ran ahead. He climbed in a tree. And this man mastered his obstacles. Whatever yours might be, whatever you struggle with, whatever the devil is telling you is your obstacle when it comes to being successful and being what we should be for Jesus Christ, we can overcome it. You know, one thing I thought about Zacchaeus, he wasn't caring for the people. Can you imagine, can you imagine a man that is rich, prestige probably in the community? Can you, first of all, imagine him running? Second of all, can you imagine him like a kid climbing a tree? But he did not let other people and what they thought hinder him from accomplishing his goal. And that was he wanted to see Jesus. And there's not a one of us here today, if we really and truly want to have an encounter with Jesus Christ, that we, can't, we can do that. You may have to, you may have to, someone says, I'm not going to stand up in front of people. I'm not going to go to the altar. Listen, quit worrying about what people think. Get your eyes on Jesus and say, Lord, I want to see you in a deeper measure. I want to know you. That, that was what was happening earlier today in the service. God was doing that. He was showing us things. He was moving and he's still here. Amen. He did not allow Earlier, he was defeated. He couldn't see Jesus. But he made, he made himself say, hey, I'm going to see Jesus. And if all of us today will make up in our mind, I'm going to see the Lord, we can be successful with what he was focused on Christ. Number two, there was Moses. He was called by God to lead Israel out of bondage. And most of us know this story. It's found in the third and fourth chapter of the book of Exodus. It is a great story. We know the past of Moses, how he left Egypt, 
And then God called him on the backside of the desert and revealed himself through a burning bush. And God said, Moses, I want you to lead the children of Israel. I want you to lead Israel out of bondage. And Moses, for two chapters, used excuses. He said, what if I go and they don't believe me? I mean, this was a negative, negative man. Then he said, what am I going to say to him? I don't even know what to say to him. God showed him all of these things. God revealed himself time and time again to Moses. He revealed himself as he stuck his hand in his bosom and brought it out and it was leprosy. Put it back and brought it out again. It was clean. He had a rod, threw it down, and God revealed himself through a miracle that it turned into a serpent, reached down and picked it up, and it turned back into a stick again. I mean, God just over and over. And then after all looked like, seemed like, Said and done. Moses said, I stutter. And uh, he couldn't talk good. He said, I can't even speak well. God said, okay. I'll give you Aaron. He'll be your spokesman. You see, God has a way of reaching out and touching us where we're weak. For we're insufficient. The Apostle Paul, I love what he says here. Unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in what? Us. He also says in Romans 8, 37, Yet in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. As long as we stay focused on him, on Christ, on what he does, it's, it's when we think we can do it ourselves or we, we focus on ourselves. Our focus this morning should not be on self, but certainly on what Jesus Christ can do for us. Moses questioned his ability to be successful. But God, I love this, look at B. God consistently tries to help Moses see that what is going to take place isn't about Moses, but about God. He was focused on himself. And as long as we look at ourselves, listen to me, young folks, as long as you look at yourself, as long as mom and dad, as we look at ourselves and we judge ourselves according to what others can do. In fact, that's one reason we feel our inabilities is that we, that we, we look at others and we compare ourselves with other people. Those that's about our age. Well, they can do this. She can do that. He's like this. He looks like this. And look, at me, the way I am. And the devil will cause you to have a negative opinion about yourself, about your abilities, even about your relationship with Jesus Christ. He's a liar. But here, Moses is putting the limitations on himself. How did he cure that? How did he overcome that? He began to focus on the power of God. His power, what he can do for us what he will do for us. Zacchaeus, his shortcoming was not something he did, but he focused on Jesus Christ. Moses, God called him, and he focused on himself. 
Once he began to focus on the power of God, then of course we know the story. He went to see Pharaoh and he did lead two and a half million people out of Egypt land. Whether you have are like Zacchaeus, whether you are like Moses, God is calling you to overcome and be victorious. One more before I close. David. David was the greatest king of Israel that ever lived. There was a time when he was watching the sheep and the prophet Samuel came to the house, his father, Jesse. And he said, Jesse, I want to anoint a new king for Israel. Call your sons. And Jesse called all of his sons but one. Now, why do you think this father did not call David? Because the dad, even Jesse, even his father did not think Notice what we have. Did not think David had king potential. Even his father. He's got a strike against him. Left him in the field. And of course Samuel said, is this, is this all your sons? And Jesse said, I got one more, but I don't know about, I don't know about him. And you may have heard somebody say that. You know, he can really do something. He can really be great. He can really be effective. He can really be successful. But I don't know about this one. But they had to go get him. They went and brought David and Samuel laid his hands on him and prayed and anointed him to be king. Listen, other people may think you don't have any potential, but let me tell you who does think you have potential, and that's God Almighty. Not only did the father not think David had king potential, his brothers did not think he had warrior potential. I love this. The father sends David to visit the sons as they were arrayed in battle to fight against the Philistines. David takes his food and he goes to where they are and he gets there and all of a sudden he hears hears this this voice coming across the valley and he looks over there and sees a nine foot and a half man and he, this giant is bellowing out all this uh, junk concerning Israel. David said, who, who is this uncircumcised Philistine? He said, oh boy, this, 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 is, this is Goliath. He's been coming out every day. David said, he's defying the God of Israel. And uh, the brothers overheard that. There were several brothers there. They said, listen, why don't you go back and tend to those few sheep you got out in the field? Just, David, you can't do this. You, you're not, you, you don't even belong here. And that's what the devil will tell you. You don't even belong here. You're not even, even in the class with anybody else. But the devil's a liar. The father missed it with David. The brothers missed it with David. But David did not allow them to discourage him. Someone overheard him and took him to Saul. Notice what it says. King Saul did not think David had championed. Potential. 
You're not, listen to what he says. You're not able to go up against this Philistine to fight it with him, for you are a youth, and he is a man of war from his youth. You can't do this, David. The dad says you can't do it. The brother says you can't do it. Saul says you can't do it. David said, well, you know, I fought the bear and the lion, and I whooped up on them. I killed them. And Saul still didn't think he could do it, so he got his armor, put it on little David, and David said, it's just, it's just too big, it don't fit. So David took it off. And he went down to the brook as he was going to face Goliath. Then he reached down and picked up five smooth stones. And he put them in his pouch, and he took his sling. Not this kind, this kind. And he put one in his sling. And Goliath saw this David. Now notice next, Goliath did not think David had even opponent potential. And I love this story. I love this story. And Goliath said, am I a dog that you coming to me with a stick? Who do you think you are? The father didn't think he was good enough. The brothers didn't think he had any potential. Saul the king didn't think he had any potential. potential. Now here the giant is saying, you're coming to me like this. He said, I'll feed your flesh to the birds. But in all of this, In everything that David faced, David used the word of God. He said, you come to me, to Goliath, with a sword, a spear, shield, and I'm ab-libbing. You come to me with all of that, and David said, listen, I'm coming to you. Woo! In the power and the anointing Of almighty God, listen at me, young man. Listen at me, young lady. When the devil tries to put you down and say you're nobody, Zacchaeus faced and focused on Christ. Moses focused on the power of God. You know what David's focused on? He's focused on a cause. He's focused on a cause. You're coming to me and defying my God. David said, I come to you in the name of God, the host of Israel. And he did not listen to anything he had to say. I wish I'd brought those verses with me, but I didn't. And you know the story. You know what happened. David, as I said, put one of those stones in his sling. He ran towards Goliath, and he began to twirl. And he let loose that stone, and it stuck Goliath right in the forehead. The only place that Goliath was vulnerable was right here. And that stone stuck. And I don't know that it killed David, it killed Goliath. But when he hit that, I imagine when he fairly shook, almost shook the ground, he was so big. This was a big man. 
I went to the restroom before I came in and I shook Judy Johnson's son's hand. I said, my God, that's a, I have never seen as big a hand in my life. It, it made two of my hands. And I can imagine Goliath was that bad or bigger. And then David runs up and he cuts his head off. And the nation of Israel won a victory because of David's obedience and faith in God. I don't know where your struggle is. It may be spiritual. The devil will tell you you'll never accomplish what brother so-and-so or sister so-and-so or this person did. But I'm here to tell you, you may be like the disciples. You may have prayed and things just didn't happen. But I'm here to tell you that God will hear your voice and give you victory. If it's a spiritual battle, oh, as we sing this song this, in closing up this service, even so, Lord, come. I want you to know something. God wants to touch you spiritually. You may be like Nick. You may have, well, shortcomings in areas of your life, in your body. But I'm here to tell you, God will give grace. Maybe you struggle academically. You say, boy, I sure blow it. I sure am not as smart as that other person. Seems like they have the brains and it seems like I was left out. You may be struggling with faith. You might say, oh, that's a great man or woman of faith. But I'm struggling with faith. I'm here to tell you, wherever your struggle is, whatever your limitations you feel like are, whether it's limitations Real, true limitations. Whether it's limitations you put on yourself or whether it's limitations that others had tried to put on you. I want you to overcome those things. You, um, you, you overcome by being like Zacchaeus. You run, you make haste, you put forth a great effort, and you say to yourself, I'm not giving in. You may be like Moses, can't speak well, Maybe like Moses and you feel like, I can't go out there and go before Pharaoh. I'll be scared to death. I don't think I could do that. Get a hold of the power of God. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Let the anointing of the Lord. The disciples were fearful until the day of Pentecost. And then every one of them stood up to the enemy and stood up to the devil. You may be like David. You may be young. There may be some inabilities. And others may look at you and say, you'll never amount to anything. But I'm here to tell you, God Almighty has His hand upon your life and there is no limit to what God... The Bible says all things are possible. Say it with me. All things are possible. One more time. All things are possible to him that believeth and trusts God. You trust God. 